Welcome back to The Good Play, a podcast normally about NBC's The Good Place. My name is Brianna, and with me on the line, she's a 5.0 to me, it's my sister Marissa. Fives have lives, fours have chores, threes have fleas, twos have the blues, and ones don't get a rhyme because they're garbage. We're going to get to... That's community, I'm assuming. That's community, yes. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get to the Meow Meow Beans. Um, <laughs> So while the good please is, can we think of an excuse to do a community yes, for this of show? Yes, of course we can. It's <laughs> listen. Do we need an excuse? It's our show. We can do whatever we want. I feel like I have these imaginary constraints on me, is and it, I need to. Isn't Zooks on Community? Can we do a Jason? I have Zook no is idea. Month? I have no idea. I think he is. We could do a Zooks month because he's been in a lot of stuff that I like. So okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so let's you know let's. Put that on the on the back burner for discussion. But Absolutely. in the meantime, while the good place is on hiatus, we miss you, good place. Um, we're looking <laughs> at. Come back. I know we're like this. This, this week had me like bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, I mean Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think will be good, but this was rough. Yeah, Just I'm a, glad that we saved Brooklyn Nine Nine for last because that's going to be like a, a nice pick me up at the yes. end of this. <laughs> so while the good place is on hiatus, we're looking at shows. Uh, and movies and other media that are related to The Good Place in some way. So in July, we're exploring the Sherniverse. So this week, we watched an episode of Netflix's Black Mirror that was co-written by Michael Schur and Rashida Jones, you know, who is Karen from The Office and Anne from Parks and Recreation. She's also a writer. And uh, the episode that they co-wrote together is called no- Nosedive. Uh, but before we get into that, just a couple little uh, minor housekeeping things. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and at goodplay.cast.rocks. Uh, if you can, please rate and review us on iTunes. That would be lovely. You get some good place points. And uh, you can follow and like us on Facebook. Uh, we have a group called The Good Play Twitter, at The Good Play Pod. And you can send us an email at, at thegoodplaypod at gmail.com. So, <laughs> I... Mm, <laughs> This yeah, was rough. Everyone. This was rough. I'm sorry not be- because not because it's bad. No, mm, well, that's terrible. <laughs> I might no, have a well, hashtag it's hot not, take. It's not bad. It's not poorly made. No, it's not it's poorly not, made. That's for sure. Not made Production without care. It's not. It's not poorly acted. No. I there are some people done. schmacting up a storm in this episode. <laughs> Acting! <laughs> yes, a lot of, like, projecting to the back of the room that isn't there. I thought Bryce Dallas Howard was fabulous. In fact, I think this got her an Emmy nomination or something. Really? Yes. <laughs> you okay? No! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I... You and I are not the audience for Black Mirror, right? I don't know, because I like some weird shirt. You know what I mean? I <laughs> no, like some... but Black Mirror... So, do you remember what Mallory... Or- so, at the time, the person who wrote this was named Mallory Ortberg. Now this person goes by Daniel Mallory Ortberg. What Daniel Mallory Ortberg said about Black Mirror, do you remember, on the toast? I, I do not, but please enlighten me. They wrote a they wrote a short piece sort of coming up with new black mirror plots and but the one that always gets quoted and the one that is like the summary of it is uh, what if phones but too much ah, that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I people I, I think largely uh, there has been a lot of critical and like audience acclaim for this show. Everybody's like, oh, you watching Black Mirror? You gotta watch Black. I have heard that a lot. Like, oh, you gotta watch Black Mirror. You gotta watch Black Mirror. And I'm like, before this, when we didn't have to do this for this show, I was like. I, I that's exactly what I thought it was. What if phones but too much? I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's social media, but it's like the darker side of social media. And I was like, I don't. I'm good. I'm good. I don't necessarily need that. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it. So I mentioned this last time. I've watched one episode of Black Mirror prior to this, and the one that I watched was USS McAllister, and it was the one that was recommended to me by multiple people. And it is the one, as far as I know, the one episode of Black Mirror. That is an explicit, joyous, if also sometimes terrifying, rejection of toxic masculinity. That's the whole plot. Oh, that's the one you said that has like a pretty big body count? Well, it's not so much that the body count is big as that it's upsetting. Okay. Um, I kind of don't want to spoil it because I think that it's an excellent episode of television. That okay. If you can stomach it, you should watch it. Okay. Um, and I would recommend that you watch it. Now, I, I I think that you have to kind of have your pint of ice cream and your blankie with you as you watch it. But it is the whole plot is... I, I was going to say, what if toxic masculinity, but too much. But that's just life, ladies and gentlemen. That, it's, it's the it's, world we're living in. <laughs> it's what if toxic masculinity weaponized outside of the bounds of what normal society can police. Hmm. And the and the way that the objects of that toxic masculinity manage to uh, overthrow it. And oh. it's wonderful. The closing shot of that, I would like to be my avatar on all computer systems everywhere to the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> the ending shot is of a woman and the expression on her face is perfection. And so I do love... Now, I don't know that I would go back and rewatch it because there are parts of it that are very difficult to watch. Yeah. Yes. But but this, but this, the plot arc of that was like, we're going to take the worst part. You know, we're going to take like basically Gamergate, put it yeah. inside one guy and destroy him. <laughs> and it was I'm wonderful. I'm on board for that. It, you should watch if it. It was wonderful. If that had been this, I would have been like all, I would have been singing a different tune, I think. But it's also this, very long, just FYI. This, you thought this one was long. The, the McAllister's well, were longer. Except I thought this one was long because I was just like, like we get it. I know. Yes, that's exactly how I felt. I know. It we get the, it. This is exactly the what if phones but too much is exactly how I would describe this episode. And also, I mean, we're going to get to the discussion, but like you had, you were like, I have a lot of unanswered questions about how any of this actually works. And I'm like, yeah, that I also have those questions. And I kind of think you're not supposed to have those questions of Black Mirror. You're supposed to kind of just be like, okay, we postulate a world in which, you know, it's an axiom, right? We postulate a world in which da, 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 da. And now how would that affect blah, you know, and now we'll explore that. You're not supposed to try to unravel the thread and be like yeah but how did we get here yeah yeah i mean and i have another i'll save it for the end but i have another recommendation for like if you want something that's a little bit magical realist and an interesting look at economics and all that kind of stuff i have a recommendation at the end but and of course i've already referenced the 2014 community episode uh, that's not called meow meow beans but it might as well be called meow meow beans uh, that was two years 
prior to this episode of Black Mirror and is it's not identical, but it's darn close. Well, <laughs> and it's yeah. of course funny. This is not funny. Yeah, this is not I mean it, it is so not funny. There are a lot of like even in I might be like going too far down the rabbit hole too early, but I think maybe cuz I'm going to interject <laughs> a lot during this recap. <laughs> but I think even in like a, a situation that's sort of the darker side of social media or whatever, like you can have moments of levity. You can have moments of fun. This episode really. That's doesn't... a really good point. It, it, there is not th- nothing in this episode has any air to it. There, there's never a moment of where you can kind of breathe and appreciate a joke or a, a light touch even at the end when i mean obviously spoilers for this episode you you either watched it or you haven't even at the end when she is in complete nothing left to lose mode like in jail it still isn't it still has no lightness to it i was it's, so uncomfortable <laughs> during yeah. that i was like why is this ha-? okay i got to i'm going to calm down a little bit but yeah you're right there's no like you'd think a character with nothing left to lose like she still feels so heavy, and yeah, I mean, I don't, mean, I don't mean to come out of the gate, you know, with a hundred percent criticism of this because I, I think it has things to say, and it's very well crafted, and it, it's an interesting maybe jumping off point for discussion. I don't yeah. particularly think it works as a piece of entertainment. Okay, sure, it it. It's almost like a think piece in fiction form. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're but that's it's, a great way to Yep. But it's not entertainment the way that I know entertainment. So that I think is the the POV that we're coming at it from of like I think we can discuss some of the actual issues that this brings up. I think eating disorders is gonna be on the list, although yeah. I personally have a bit of a trigger around eating disorders so we can't talk that much in depth no about no them. i wasn't planning on it um but but i think we can kind of separate like how it works kind of as a critique of some things and it fails as a piece of entertainment sure yeah so with that let's maybe get into the 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 summary yeah so Bryce Dallas Howard is the main character. She's Lacey. And I remember seeing her on screen and being like, wow, I didn't know Bryce Dallas Howard had like a normal person's body. And then I read on Wikipedia, she gained 30 pounds for this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't handle that. <laughs> I, 30 pounds. She, like what? How much could she have? I mean, like, okay, I need to, I nope. need to stop. I need to stop. I'm not going to body police other people, but I was gobsmacked by that number was it too high or too low i don't understand well just the fact that she could gain 30 pounds and still appear to me to be quite i mean maybe she wasn't skinny anymore but she was svelte she looked like a yeah like she looked like a normal person at 30 pounds above whatever her weight is which means that whatever her weight is is yeah, um, very, very, very slender. She which just I think looked is... like she just looked like she had a fuller face. Like if she came to our house for Hanukkah dinner, like people would be like, "You look good." Like that's you know, because in our house, it's always like if you lose weight, then you're you're too thin. 
Tutin, as Tutin. our great 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 aunt used to say. Yeah. So yeah, she she looked like you know she could roll with us. <laughs> yeah. That's right. She could ha- she could compete in the latke eating competition <laughs> yes. that we actually have every year. That is not a joke. We have that. Your husband, but my husband always beats wins me now. every year. She we used to be an us. honest competition between you and me, and then I had to go get married. And then your husband anyway. was like, oh, what is that you say? <laughs> 15 lot, because I can eat 80. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, let's actually get into this. Yeah. So Lacey is her character's name. So she's living in this extremely beautiful neighborhood. She's jogging. It seems to me that the jogging is taking her a lot of effort. But she is, she's got her phone out and she's staring at it, which is your first sign that something is wrong because Don't this do is not that normal. While you're running, everyone. No, nobody does this while they're running. Not if you want to live. And you're oh my god! Can I pause you for street? one second and just? I know we like really need to get into this, but I pe- people on bicycles in New York City. I do not understand like any of the decisions they make. And I saw a dude wearing headphones on a bike texting while he was in motion, and I was like, "This is not going to end well." But I just kept going anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. So there's this very creepy scene where she's practicing giggling in the mirror. Uh, not no, not totally not, not totally clear on what the point of that was, except she's trying to perfect to show, a, I think it was to show the thing in her eyeball that they Yeah, stuck she's out got a little electronic thingy in her eyeball that we find out is something that does perfect facial recognition on the entire planet and can like sort of subtitle faces with their name and their meow meow bean score, which is yes, what I'm going to call this ranking, whether I'm, you like it or not. I'm, I'm not talking about you, Bran. I know you like <laughs> talking about everyone else who's listening. I also want to for everybody else out there, when I joined Coffee Meets Bagel, Marissa called uh, all the beans that you get, my meow meow beans. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look Brianna up if you're in the New York area. Look her up on yeah. uh, Coffee Meets Bagel. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know <laughs> trying that whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> so she comes home to this like a nice loft apartment, and yeah. she kind of throws a pillow at the guy on the couch. It turns out to be a brother who's wearing a VR headset and playing some doofy boy video game that has war and guns and bombs in it. And it comes out that their place is being rented out from under them. And so they have to find new places to live. And he has found a place. Somebody has vacated a place and he's going to go live in someone else's place. And it kind of catches her a little off guard. And she's kind of looking at places. We get the idea. So she goes to get coffee. The guy behind the counter gives her a free cookie. And then, and because he gave her the free cookie, she gives him five meow meow beans, you know, because everybody rates, everyone has the option to rate every other person they see any time, any place, anywhere. It's, it's every interaction and also every post. That yes. I, that was like a little bit, like it looked, I think it's every interaction, kind of like an Uber situation, but for everybody. Right. And then it's also your posts, like social, like uh, Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, it seemed only to be Instagram. Instagram, yeah. <sighs> I'm already yeah. tired. <laughs> I know, that's how I felt. I was like, I was like, I just, can we just, I was like, Instagram, okay. Anyway, yeah. So, you know, as he gives her the free cookie, she, like, gestures towards him with her phone, like, flicking her thumb towards the five meow meow beans, and he, like, looks very relieved and grateful. And, and so there's this, a lot of interactions end this way where you kind of poke your phone at someone and flip your thumb, you know, and and the phone makes a little song 
that will either sort of count up to yeah will sort of either count up to five meow meow beans or four or three or it'll kind of give you like a womp womp if you're like one or two yeah so she yeah she takes a picture of the the coffee and the cookie she doesn't eat the cookie she takes a bite out of it and then spits it out which like give me the cookie well it's it's funny like i there are little like what you're saying about the fact that this is like an interesting commentary on some things like look i'm not gonna lie just today i went to the beach and i took a picture i got ice cream and i took a picture of my ice cream cone with the and then the i replied beach. to you on twitter and i said did you save any ice cream for your sister and i said i melted i had to eat it but <laughs> i'm never gonna live this down am i but like <laughs> i took a picture of my food i was completely aware of what i was doing i knew i was gonna post it later i was doing it for that reason I don't think that makes me a morally bankrupt person. What if phones, but too much. What if phones, but I was like, but watching this, you know, like I then ate that ice cream and the real reason I got it was to enjoy it. If she's, you see too, that she doesn't like the coffee. She takes a sip of it and she's like, oh, this is gross. And so she doesn't actually like anything that she's eating or eat anything that she's eating. She just takes a picture of it. So... There's like a little bit of that think piece thing, and then it just kind of gets washed away with the next sort of insufferable re- interaction that she has. Um, we should mention at some point that her rating at this point is 4.2. Yeah, which you're she right. is sort of jealously. Gar- it, it seems like if this were uh, socioeconomics, she would be sort of m- upper middle class, maybe. Maybe somewhere between middle class and upper middle class. She's upper middle Maybe. class and we're slightly lower middle. <laughs> Stop. No one will get that joke but us. <laughs> um, you know, she she's like... She's like a maybe she's like a municipal employee in a small town. You know, like she's not... She's not killing it, but she's, she's definitely not struggling either. That's yeah. what a 4.2 seems to be in this world. Yeah, which is, that seems even high for that, but sure. Well, but that's kind of the way it really works on five-star rating systems, right? I mean, that's what yeah. they say on Uber, that, like, if you don't give a five-star, you're hurting the driver. But I, and I think that's ultimately what this is trying to say, is, like, we all upvote everybody because if you give them anything less than that, then it's, like, a real... A front and in some ways can't hurt you economically if you're an uber driver but if you're just a person i don't in this world i don't know how that works yeah we'll have to get to that yeah so she has a terrible conversation with a lady on the elevator who <laughs> has a slightly higher social status than she does uh you say she seems to be in pastel sales in our notes which yeah it's about right very i mean the 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 thing that's interesting about this is that they never look at each other that they're always sort of looking at nothing because they're actually accessing information through their little like eye devices. You know, they're kind of flicking their phones and sending things to their eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So they kind of get information about each other, but they, it means they never look at each other, which again, sort of interesting social critique, yeah, right? You that never we kind have of are... a human connection. We're always on our phones. You don't look at the person. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's not a hundred percent unwarranted right it, i'm not it's, but that's what i mean it's not i'm not a luddite i have a smartphone but at the same time i don't love the idea of, of, of us being buried in 24 7 right no, i don't either but i also think that i i think the what i'll keep coming back to is we get it 
I don't think we needed 50 minutes of, of it to just say it like, was more, it was over an hour each other yeah by the way it was over oh, an hour that's maybe why it felt <laughs> anyway <laughs> so she she gets it's never clear what her job is but she sits down at a desk in sort of an open office bullpen this guy comes up very nervously offers her a smoothie nobody else has taken a smoothie but she takes one and she kind of does the gesture at him gives him five meow meow beans and he's like relieved and then she immediately gets marked down she gets like two meow meow beans from some coworker or something because it turns out that he and his boyfriend broke up and everybody took the boyfriend's side so now they're all icing him out basically right yeah okay yeah. So, and then someone says to me, like, you know, if I drop below 2.5, then it's curtains for me or something, like well, something like that. The, the, the guy who tells her, like, oh, we're all icing that guy out is the one who says, like, if he gets below 2.5, then it's goodbye. And I literally wrote, are people being killed for low ratings on whatever cracked out version of Instagram this is? <laughs> that would be so, like, divergent. You know, the book series divergent. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So... She goes to look at a new place, which is, like, obviously way above what she can afford. And she's kind of looking at the rent like, oh, boy. But then the realtor tells her, like, well, if you get above, if you get four, if you hit 4.5, then we have a discount program because then you're, like, an influencer. And she goes home and and her brother sort of sees the brochure for this place, which is called something terrible, like, like, crap what's it called i don't i don't know remember. i don't it was like sort of like placebo boulevard or something <laughs> 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 anyway so the brother oh, sees crying. this <laughs> <I'm literally crying. laughs> sees this brochure for Placebo Boulevard and is like, what is this, a eugenics program? And and the, nobody's this happy. Not even a two-year-old with a balloon is this, this happy. This guy needs like, to take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah, he's very upset about everything all the time. Yeah. And that never gets explored, ever. No, I don't know. He, he Why only, does he feel that way? We never know. <laughs> He only exists to rile her up. Well, no, narratively, he exists to remind her that Naomi, who we've yet to meet, Naomi did bad things. It's the only reason he exists narratively. Yeah, basically. We find out he's a 3.7, which we we don't really know what that means. It means he's kind of like, (laughs) he's kind of like middle, middle class, I think. Lower middle class. Yeah, like he's fine, but also doesn't seem to care. It's not clear that he has a job. Whatever. Yeah. So she goes, uh, Lacey goes to see an image specialist who sort of is sort of talking her through how could she get up to a 4.5. And, you know, he tells her like, well, look, you've got a lot of fives from like service, people in the service industry, but who cares about that? Like you really need high marks from people who already have high marks. So it's kind of like, sort of like the Google search algorithm, right? Like Mm -hmm. if a, if a, page that is highly ranked you know page rank is a thing right it's like a trademark thing if a page that's highly ranked links to another page that means more than if you're linked to by some crappy page right so or like linkedin 
Sure, I've never used LinkedIn. Okay. I've been invited to use it about 18,000 times, but I've said no. Wow. So, yeah. So, she said she basically needs to get her score up to a 4.5 so that she qualifies for a discount on this, like, dream apartment that is way too expensive. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. It's close enough. No, it's just, it's genius. I'm, I'm going to, I need to write a black, can we write a Black Mirror episode named Placebo? <laughs> it would be better than this. Can I'm we sorry. put it on archive of our own under Black Mirror fan yes! fiction? Oh my God, we, I'm starting a Google Doc tonight. <laughs> Maybe we can make it a comic book. Uh, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> So the next day she she goes to work and and the guy who tried to get who gave her the smoothie is trying to get in and he's like my key card doesn't work anymore because I dropped b- below a 2.5 can you let me in the building and she's like sorry you got to go and kind of like skirt sort of darts in the door because her key card still works so can, yeah, can not, we talk about this Yes I know he's not fired he can't get to his job he just can't get in the door <laughs> What what sense does that make? What system is this? What system of economics? Well, it is seems this? like because it's a building where a bunch of different companies share like uh, each of their own floor or whatever. It seems like it's almost like oh, the we don't building allow... has a status. I think no. So listen. So I think the building yeah. has a security system. So it's basically their way of being like we don't allow vagrants and ruffians in here. In the building. So instead of having to have a security guard at the desk checking everybody's ID, it just checks to see that your social standing is, is 2.5 or above. And that way we know you're not a vagrant or a ruffian. Or Cherry Jones, who we'll meet in a minute. Yes. That's what it is. Now. But that's never explained. I it's like not that explained. explanation. I like now, that explanation. And you could also say that like. Well, if you are an employee in this building, you should have a badge that works regardless of what your ranking is, especially since we see later that a civil punishment in this society is to have points knocked off your score temporarily. So if you have like, I was going to say a DUI, that's that's pretty harsh, but because she gets it for almost nothing. But like, if you accidentally hit a very high status person with your shopping cart or something, you might get dinged. I mean, we don't know what the limit is. Maybe you can get dinged two or three points and you still have to be able to go to work and it's not a crime. <laughs> I mean, and the other part of this is, right, like, again, we are, I am rabbit holing this to death, obviously. Like, we don't have to go too far into it. But the other, like, the darker side of this dark side right this, this black, black mirror, mirror uh, right? that's uh-huh. held up to our society so that we can see all the cracks and the places where the light doesn't touch Dude. um the darker side of that is like workplace retaliation like if you are getting oh that's hardly the darkest side to any of this did you see any disabled people in this entire universe oh trust me no i was gonna i was gonna get to all of that and i was like what about people who don't have phones what about people who don't what about people who don't like or what about people yeah oh yeah no but i just mean like like in this office setting right if 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 the boss doesn't like you like what is that or for whatever reason like knocks you a couple points down and you can't get in the building anymore no thanks 
What even is that? This poor I mean, guy you has would, to be able to get to work. You would think that a company that's trying to make a profit would actually want its employees to be able to be barred from its spaces on basically the whim of other people. Because yeah, that, you know, that guy the- who was getting the smoothies, like, maybe he's an accounts receivable and, like, actually he needs to cash the checks. Or maybe <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. Like, that's the other thing is that... Oh, but I'm not... T- like, I, I don't believe that businesses are going to follow a moral argument, right? No, no, but I just mean... It sound it seems silly even from that perspective to have people like, you know, office workers who can be like, you know, gossipy or vindictive or backbiting or whatever. Like, just people are that way. Like, it seems silly to have your social status connected to your ability to get to a job because for whatever reason i mean this so they say okay they broke up and we're all taking the boyfriend side but we don't know the real story like it's not like oh this guy cheated on his boyfriend and that's why we're all doing it like there's no explanation so they could be icing out a guy who like this is the worst day for him right because he's like well my boyfriend and i broke up and i don't you know and so i don't have that relationship and now i can't get to my job and all i want to do is do my job it seems very weird to me Yes, it doesn't work. Again, it works as a critique. It doesn't work as entertainment. It works, yeah, it works as like a It doesn't even really work as a narrative, maybe. No, it works as like an image, but it doesn't work as anything else when you do it. I would say that her might be the same. I was thinking about her, actually. That it works as an image, and it maybe doesn't work as a narrative. I didn't love that movie as much as other people did, and people are like shocked to find that out. I'm like, well, you know, ladies, but... Um, yeah, that too. Um, but I kind of felt the same way about her. I liked some of the things that they did in terms of the technology. And I thought some of the visualizations of the technology in this were actually quite well done yes. and interesting. So I did feel kind of the same way. Um, I think her, it, it's similar to me. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, we're like not even, I, I know. I have, I have to stop I interrupting know. you is yes, the problem. You I'm do. just so worked you up. You do. Okay. Our, I'm you're giving gonna, you one meow meow I was going to say, you're deducting my meow meow beans. <laughs> so Lacey goes to her desk. We see her obviously trying to make a big decision. And she makes the big decision, which is to take a picture at her desk of this little weird looking doll. It looks like Lilo's doll from Lilo and Stitch. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. She takes a picture of it. She posts it on whatever Instagram is in this universe. And she gets... Oh, and she's been... This whole time she's been Instagram stalking this girl named Naomi, who is obviously very highly rated. She's like a 4'7 or 4'8. She's a 4'8 or something something like that. So she's been Facebook... She's been Instagram stalking this girl who we think is a stranger. It actually turns out she's not a stranger. Naomi gives this picture of the doll five stars. And Lacey is like so happy and congratulating herself... Lacey goes home, makes olive tapenade. Tapenade, thank you. I was like, tapenade, (laughs) tapenade. You can't be an influencer if you don't know how to pronounce tapenade. I'm for sure not an influencer. (laughs) Uh, Because she saw a picture of Naomi on Instagram sort of making tapenade. And Naomi calls to say she got engaged and that she wants Lacey to be maid of honor. So it seems like Lacey's getting exactly what she wanted. But this is Black Mirror. So it's kind of like the monkey's paw. (laughs) (laughs) What can I... I know I need need to stop interrupting you. Yeah. One thing I'll say about... (laughs) But I just want to say one thing about every time they call... Every time she calls, uh, they do video calls. And another thing 
that I think is an interesting idea that could have been like funny but wasn't was the fact that she was always showing off like Naomi was always doing something. Oh yeah, she had like a tiny little yellow bikini on the first time they And then call. the second time she calls, she's... Um, oh, doing yoga, doing yoga in an all-white ensemble. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's the sort of like, you always need to be seen doing something perfect and being perfect. Like, even with your friends. So, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, it did not make me chuckle though. Not even a little no. bit. No! It could have though. It's, it's in not, a different it's environment. It's not filmed to be funny. Yeah. So everybody at the wedding is going to be super high meow meow beans. So Lacey is psyched because all these meow meow beans havers are going to give her meow meow beans. <laughs> and then she's going to be above 4.5 and she'll be able to get a 20% discount on this apartment she really wants. Which is such a weird thing for her to want in this world where we don't know anything about the actual economics of Just the world. Just find a cheaper apartment. Yeah, I mean that, but also, like, it's not like she wants to get into a club or a university that bars based on your Meow Meow Beans. It's like she wants a discount. It's a very strange, because we don't know how Meow Meow Beans and money interact, so it's kind of a strange thing for her to want, but whatever, we got to keep going. Lacey's brother berates her for sort of accepting this maid of honor gig because he says Naomi was always mean to you she cut your hair she made fun of you she slept with Greg and we never learn who Greg is but we assume it's a guy who Lacey either liked or dated or something I wish we would have ever met Greg for me to care about her him in any way but sure yeah it would have been nice to get one sentence of backstory on Greg I don't need to meet him one sentence of backstory on this version of Instagram of like Lacey and Greg together when they're younger and she's like looking at it longingly and then you get it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Lacey puts down a deposit on the place she can't afford because she's already counting her chickens. She's counting her meow meow beans chickens before they meow meow beans hatch. Before they meow meow? She's counting her beans before they meow? Sure. Okay. Uh, We see a close up of Lacey practicing her maid of honor speech where she's like bringing herself to tears and just like her brother and she, for it's the rehearsals for her brother her brother calls her a sociopath and they have a big argument and they like downvote each other and then it's time for her to go and get on a plane to Naomi's wedding and thus begins the nosedive that gives the episode its name first she a cab drives off without her and he downvotes her. And then she bumps into a lady who has a coffee and she downvotes her. And then the guy who actually does drive her to the airport doesn't like her question mark and downvotes her. She's obnoxious her. in the cab. She like squeals on the phone and stuff. I guess. I think if you're a cab driver, you kind of just have to like let people have phone conversations, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, Naomi calls while she's in the cab to tell Lacey not to mention her eating disorder during her maid of honor speech because apparently Lacey sent a draft of the maid of honor speech to the bride, which, nope. I didn't do that for you. No. I mean, I I don't remember what you said, but I'm pretty sure you didn't mention any of my darkest secrets. (laughs) Secrets that if I say were to look into a black mirror would be reflected back upon me. Dun dun. Placebo Boulevard coming. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> season five of black mirror <laughs> she goes up to the flight counter the lady who's working behind the counter who has this very sort of 50s futuristic like retro futuristic vibe to her tells her the flight's been canceled 
says she there's nothing else except there's this one seat that's only for like 4.5 no 4.2s but and she was a 4. uh lacy was a 4.2 until like five minutes ago when this cab driver downvoted her and lacy gets mad and yells and security comes over to temporarily deduct a point from her so she drops from 4.1 to 3.1 immediately and says that all down votes over the next 24 hours like are double weighted or something this is how they deal with miscreants in this timeline you know that your social status is is dinged you know well and then in turn as we see in a minute not just your social status but also like your ability to get anywhere or do anything yes so she goes to a car rental place because she's only a 3.1. The only car she can get is like an old beater. And can I just say the idea that there is a future in which all cars are electric and the highways are, are arched over the sky like a thousand bridges and everybody has implants in their eyes to do perfect facial recognition and we don't have self-driving cars well i actually thought about this ludicrous no i thought about this because i would uh not be surprised if like some of the newer models were self-driving but because hers was so old she had to actually drive but she calls she calls ubers to get around and they have drivers oh yeah that's true Uber, Uber's going to be the first one to kick drivers to the curb and adopt self-driving cars. That's like the whole point. And truck drivers, by the way, are going to be the first out on the bread line. And we're about to meet a truck driver. So the whatever. The only good part to me of this whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. So she rents a crappy car because that's the only thing she can get because she's only 3.1. The, yeah, as you say, the controls in the car are pretty good. Again, the fact that she has this whole like incredible projected interface in the car but it's not (laughs) self-driving no it only speaks to her in check so she has trouble trouble with that at some point she's getting sleepy and then the car tells her it's it's running out of battery so she pulls off to a charging station and it turns out she doesn't have like the right charger to charge the car so she leaves the car there i think that's a little uh nod to all the apple products (laughs) Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's called like an iCar, basically. Ch- changing your, like, charger because it's proprietary and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, she gets rated two stars by the guy who works at the service station. She starts hitchhiking, and she gets picked up by a trucker played by Cherry Jones, a.k.a. Linus's mom in Ocean's 12. <laughs> Probably the best part of Ocean's Twelve. Yeah, I, I was gonna say she's the best part of Ocean, and she's the best part of this. Is do they are they oh. just like are they just like hey we need somebody to like come in here and like be a ray of sunshine? What's Cherry Jones doing? I don't even know if she's a ray of sunshine in this. Is she's a breath of fresh air? That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. So Lacey's little eye device tells her that Cherry Jones is a one point four, and so she does. She tries to refuse the ride, but Cherry Jones is like, get in the truck. Yeah. So she gets in and she's explaining to Cherry Jones sort of what the sitch is. And Cherry Jones is like, look, you remind me of myself because this is what happened. You know, I was like a 4.5 or something. And I had a husband whom I loved and he was a 4.2 and he got cancer. And there was, and she said, and I spent all day giving fives to all the doctors and all the nurses and all the techs 
And then there was a an experimental treatment for his cancer. And, you know, he was a 4.2 and the bed was given to a 4.3 or whatever. You know, I'm, I might be fudging the percentages a little bit. And that was when I stopped giving a damn. And so I started telling all my friends what I really thought. And it turns out nobody much likes honesty. And now, you know, I'm kind of down here at a 1.4 and I don't care. And it's freeing. She said it was like taking off a pair of ill-fitting or like too tight shoes, which is a sensation all women are very, very familiar with. And you wrote in the notes that Cherry Jones is... Yes! Wait, can I say this? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So my thought, this is a deep cut. Cherry Jones is 100% the trucker from the PXJT's episode of Clone High. For those now, of Gandhi, you gotta get back to school and take those PXGTs. He's just like always <laughs> sipping a cup of coffee slowly, and it's the grumpy doctor from Scrubs. What's his name? It is Doctor Cox. Well, um, what's, his, what's the actor's name? John C. McGinley. That sounds right. Um, yeah, it's but it's she is a hundred. I just realized his wife on that show was Cleopatra. His Dr. Cox's wife on Scrubs is Cleopatra from Clone High. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Can we do a Clone High episode? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, he's a hundred. She's a hundred percent the the truck driver from that episode because it's like she she's first of all a truck driver. Second of all, like very wise and speaks kind of like not an this isn't an allegory per se, but like you know, gives life advice and gives the protagonist, like, the advice they didn't know they needed and then sort of, like, disappears. We never see her again. Nope. Would have been nice if she'd come screaming in at the end, but nope. God, I want... Yeah. So, for those of you who have never seen Clone High, (laughs) I'm sorry. That that meant nothing to you. (laughs) That meant nothing. You should watch Clone High. It's great. So, Cherry Jones lets Lacey sleep in the back of the truck, and she takes her, like, 30 miles away from the wedding, basically. That's where she has to turn off. And leaves, and packs uh, a flask of alcohol in Lacey's uh, luggage, which is pretty great. And then she's gone, and the sunlight in our lives has gone behind the darkness of a black mirror. (laughs) She then sees... A bunch of nerds in a bathroom and she lies to get on their RV. <sighs> Who cares? They all downvote her. Naomi calls her and tells her, this is sort of the turning point of the episode. Naomi calls yeah. her and tells her not to come because her ranking is now like a two, what was it? 2.8? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And she says, you know, I can't. And this is when it comes out that the reason that Naomi asked Lacey to be her maid of honor is that her social media manager basically her full-time social media advisor told her that having a like high authenticity low four scoring person be the maid of honor would be like it would be perceived as like wonderful and authentic on the part of the bride and the groom it's like having it would, it would get uh, mason them jars at their <laughs> it's like having a the like the person version of mason jars at your wedding yeah i guess again i'm really tired this episode is draining yeah and and so this is when Lacey realizes that naomi doesn't care about her never really wanted to rekindle the friendship doesn't you know give a fig about her and she's like it was just all about the numbers and i mean naomi maybe rightfully tells her like yeah it was 
it's about the numbers for you too. Like you wanted to come to this wedding and get the meow meow beans from all my guests, but I can't have a two come to my wedding because twos have the blues. So also, they're not allowed on the premises. We see from yeah, there. and uh, Lacey says like I'm coming anyway, and Naomi says go home and hangs up on her, and she gets thrown off the RV. She borrows uh, like a an ATV. And ATVs to the wedding. And she like falls in a pond full of pond scum. And she at some point probably drinks some of that booze. Right? Because she seems she, drunk She drank it end. on the highway. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. She shows up to the wedding. And she manages to sneak in. Steal the mic. And instead of giving the speech that she's rehearsed. She gives sort of a disjointed. Drunken. Rant. That has no central theme, and it's just kind of a cry for help. Is that? I, would you think that's accurate? I called it unhinged. Yeah. I really wanted her to get up there and be like, look at all of you. You think you're so much better than everyone else, but I've met people along the way who are better than you'll ever be, and they've got a third of your score, and you can take your score and shove it where the, sh- the sun don't shine, and, like, mic drop. You know what I mean? That is not what happens. No. <laughs> She's just, like, rambling. And at some point, and this is where the script kind of lost me. She she picked up a knife from the cut, cut uh, the cake cutting table. And she threatens the groom with a knife. And she gets dragged out screaming, I love you, Naomi. I love you. And you almost wish it could be as interesting as, like, latent lesbianism, but it's not that either. It's just this sort of sick love that we sometimes have for our oppressors. Yeah, I mean, there's also... I keep bringing up Catherine Heigl movies for some reason on this podcast, but <laughs> there's a... Cat, 27 Dresses with um, the in my opinion, underappreciated James Marsden. Uh, Judy, Judy Greer is also in that one playing the best Oh, does James Marsden actually get to be the romantic lead yes, for once? Yes, he does. He does. That's why oh, I'm saying he's like usually I'm... underappreciated. Um, and... Poor Cyclops. Yes. <laughs> um, he... Poor guy who's not Superman. <laughs> also, poor guy who's not Ryan Gosling in The Notebook. I never saw The Notebook. Oh. Um, well, I did. So, but in 27 Dresses... Catherine Heigl's character is sort of like she's very type A but she's also kind of a pushover when it comes to her family and she's had to be the mom because their mom di- her, their mom died kind of young and her sister is basically has a whirlwind engagement with a guy that Catherine Heigl is secretly in love with and Catherine Heigl finds out that her sister has been lying about all of these things to make herself seem more attractive to this guy who she's getting engaged to. And Catherine Heigl has a moment where she just can't deal anymore. And instead of at the rehearsal dinner, instead of giving her normal maid of honor speech, gives a speech where she basically tears her sister apart. Right. And she has to deal with that. But that's what I kind of thought this was going to be was well, I have many different theories in the discussion section of what I would have rather have seen from from this. But I think to your point of like, you know, I've met people along the way who are better than you and have lower scores and the scores don't really matter. You know, I also, 
I had a moment where I thought, is she going to tell everybody here all the terrible things that Naomi has done? And then they're all going to start. Oh, Naomi's going to get voted down. Yes. That's what I thought was going to happen at first. Because I was like, I could imagine her coming and saying, you know, Naomi only wanted me here because it would have looked good. But that's always what our friendship has been. And she's always taken advantage of me. She there's a little bit of that where she says Naomi's always looked down on me, but she's done it with a smile. Like, I thought that was a good line. But I thought people were going to start downvoting Naomi and then she'd kind of have to reckon with it. But that didn't happen. (laughs) So then she gets put in jail or a holding cell or something in her like complete bridal ensemble, which I was like, nope, they're not. Nope. They're not going to let you have clothes in your jail cell that you can hang yourself with. I was going to say, especially a sash. Yep. Nope. Yeah. She takes them off. She's standing there in a bra and a slip. And this is where she's like, oh, she has a real body. Yeah. That she apparently gained 30 pounds for. And there's a guy in the cell opposite her who's in like a nice suit. And oh, and before they put her in the cell, they remove her eyeball implant. So she can no longer do facial recognition. No longer tell what people's scores are. I don't even know if she like functionally has a score in this society or anything, whatever. So she and the guy basically kind of like size each other up. And then they start insulting each other. And and she has an... This is for me the goofy. The, I thought Bryce Dallas Howard's acting was really, really good, but this was a moment where I was like, no actor could pull this off, and she should have been like, I can't do this. Where she she moves to do the gesture with her hand, where she oh, kind of pokes the rough. phone out and swipes the thumb to be like one meow meow bean, but there's no phone in her hand because she's in jail, and it's just so unnatural. I mean, there's no human being on this planet. Who thinks they have a phone in their hand when they don't have a phone in their hand? <laughs> like, there's no such thing as swiping at air. But anyway, that's what she does. She realizes she doesn't have any more. And they start just insulting each other and, like, yelling at each other and, and swearing at each other because there's no consequences anymore. And that's where the episode ends. <laughs> what if phones but too much? That, dear listener, is why Brianna has been yelling this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted more out of the end of this. So so interestingly, Mike sure wrote it up until the phone call with but there were Naomi fires Lacey as a bra, as the maid of honor and Rashida Jones wrote it forward from there. Now they obviously had to work to marry the script together, but I will say that I think I preferred Mike Sure's half to Rashida Jones's half. As did I. No shade intended on Rashida Jones, who was a very cool person. But I and wanted... has written other things very well. Yes, I wanted this to have more of a. I mean, in some sense, it's satisfying. She is free of the strictures of society, but but she's only free insofar as you know any prisoner in America today is also free of worrying about. Well, I was going to say they're free of worrying about socioeconomic status. That's not really true, right? People who are in prison who have money get nicer things than people who are in prison who don't have money. But at the end of the day, everybody's incarcerated. And if you are in prison, you're in prison. I, I really wanted her to have... I wanted her to take joy in something other than the ability to insult somebody else. I wanted her to maybe revel in the freedom of not having to be so fake 
polite, you know, maybe in other ways. You know, honesty isn't always about just shouting insults at strangers. I think most of the time it's not. Yeah, I would say it never is. (laughs) I can't. I mean, unless you're like a troll. And that's not honesty, right? That's just being a troll. Being salty. Yeah. I mean, I wanted something better for this character who has been striving and striving and who takes this nosedive and lands nowhere better than, well, if I'm going to be a troll, I'm going to frolic in the mud of trolldom yeah i mean you get the cherry jones was free she was genuinely free that's exactly she was out on the highway she was driving around she didn't give she didn't give a dang about anybody else she lived her life honestly she obviously was grieving for her husband but that's life right yeah and and she lived life on her own terms and she had no regrets. And, and you can also tell from her feed, right? Because Bryce Dallas Howard pulls up her feed to see if there's like anything, any reason why she's a 1.4, like if she does mm-hmm. creepy stuff. And it's all like really nice things. It's like cats and alcohol and like things Oh, I didn't, that, I didn't notice that. Things that are totally normal, like pictures of her kids, like things that are normal. And she makes the point to be like, oh, are you checking my feed to see if there's like some weird serial killer stuff on there? Like, there's not. Let me tell you the story of why I'm this way. But I think there's a there's a point in that, too, which is you can be you can still be a nice person and just not have the it's the fakeness. That's the problem. It's not whether you're nice or mean. It's the fakeness. That's the problem. Right. I was just thinking about how in this universe I would have one meow meow bean. Oh, I <laughs> like, would have I am... negative meow meow beans. <laughs> I am the most honest poker face not having yeah. person you will ever meet. At, and it's there is true. no... Yes. <laughs> I know. I got called out for it at a meeting a few weeks ago. <laughs> he was just like, this, this guy who's like very senior to me was like, well, I can see from your face that you don't agree with me. And I was like... Well, I wasn't going to say anything. The worst is when you think you have a neutral face and you don't. That's happened to me about 100,000 times. Resting bee face. I have have resting bee face for sure. It's not even, it's not, actually, it's not even resting bee face. It is, I'm trying very hard to look neutral and I look like bee. It's actually, it's very active bee face. Active Active, unintentional bee face. That's my it's an affliction okay <laughs> that's why we need the placebo on placebo boulevard for my active <laughs> yeah so i would i would be i would be i guess i'd probably be like a two or three in this world right where it's just sort of like we're the dregs you know nobody cares about us i suppose yeah i mean i agree with you there are some other things that I sort of would have wanted from this story. So Naomi uh, getting downvoted and her having to kind of contend with that was one thing that I thought might happen and I was interested in seeing. I was also interested in seeing Naomi and Lacey actually reconnecting at the wedding and Naomi admitting to Lacey that she's miserable. I thought that would have been Oh, like uh, Bridesmaids, the movie Bridesmaids. (laughs) When, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Maya Rudolph admits to Kristen Wiig that like she's 
like the wedding's been taken out of her hands and she but yeah. like i didn't expect that from this character this character is not that character yeah she's right? a caricature or but there is a character in bridesmaids who's like um super oh the really beautiful yes yeah i don't remember what i don't remember her name but even she has a moment where she's like i don't have many women friends and like she's trying the reason that she's being horrible is because she's trying so hard so you're allowed to see that i'm gonna give them this again this falls directly into the category of how this works as a critique and not as a piece of entertainment sure this is sort of like real life (laughs) right there are if you try to transpose this onto socioeconomic status the people in the upper crust you know the the, not even the one percent but the you know the the half a percent the quarter percent the tenth percent they maintain their status through thick and thin Mm. because they have this money to back it up and they're insulated in these communities even if they don't actually have the money like certain heads of state I might name, <laughs> it, it's they get to act as if they have the money. They, they, they are, they're insulated from consequences and they yeah. live in these enclaves and they have these lives that are completely apart. And I forgot to mention this, although you made a, a, a brief reference to it. The gated community where the wedding is happening or perhaps the country club where the wedding is happening is completely barred to entrance for anyone below, I think, a 3.8. Yeah. So, the the, the ending of this episode reflects real life insofar as the people at the top get to stay at the top and they are not into the idea of not being at the top and they don't necessarily want to extend a hand down and pull somebody from the bottom into the top. The top stays at the top and everybody who's not in the top can kind of tumble around, right? If you are a person who is middle class and then you go through medical bankruptcy, you can tumble down to the lower rungs of society. Or if you are born to a poor single mother, but then you go to Harvard, you can maybe climb your way up to middle class, upper middle class. But the place where the membrane is the least permeable is that membrane between the top of the top and everybody else right it's like it's like uh in titanic when all i the didn't people... see okay titanic. well where well i mean I... I read about the titanic sinking so that's the more important thing arguably okay. but it, there's a scene in titanic where um so you know the unsinkable molly brown like yes, the real, the real person. person okay yeah. so kathy bates plays her and she's great. Wouldn't she have been great in this? She would have been great. She is Cherry want, Jones's BFF. I want her, I I want like a uh or like or like Naomi's salty aunt. Yeah, somebody we needed somebody salty other than me. So Molly Brown, so Kate Winslet's family is old money, right? They are running out of money, but it's exactly what you say. They act as if they have money and her marriage is going to sort of fix their money problems. And to Billy Zane, your friend Billy Zane. <laughs> Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a smart man. Uh, put a cork in it, Zane. I love that. Anyway, so when Leo DiCaprio is pretending to be wealthy in order to kind of like hang out with her, she tells him that Molly Brown is new money. So she comes in to like, she has access to all the thing, same things they do. She has tumbled up. She has climbed her way up. She's new money, but all the old money doesn't like her. Everybody in old money is just like, 
get out of here because you're disrupting the status quo. And that's, of course, who Leo ends up being friends with. But it just reminded me kind of of like what you're talking about. about So that's why this, this, this episode works less for me as a critique of social media and more for me as a critique of capitalism. Because it, it it seems to, you know, the whole idea of not having access to medical treatments yeah. or not being able to rent a car, right? Which, you know, can happen if you don't have a good, good enough credit score, maybe. Or, or if you have a lot of, you know, unpaid tickets on your license, points on your license, things that paying for a lawyer could make go away. Right. Um, things like not being able to get into a country club or, you know, this is the other thing. All of that transposed pretty cleanly to me onto like socioeconomic status and especially sure. this idea of like the the very upper crust versus the rest of us it, that all worked for me and and I think actually it was good for me to have to sit through sort of some of the more uncomfortable discomforts of that to force me to think about you know, because I am upper middle class, right? I am certainly not in the uh, in the upper upper crust. I'm not, you know, flying private jets or anything. But I don't worry about money anymore. That hasn't always been true in my life. But I don't worry about money anymore. And so it was kind of good for me to sit there and be like, sometimes allegories make you face the truth more than reality does. Mm. So for me to be like, Yes, I mean this this is pointing out real problems that we have with economic inequality in terms of housing, access to medical care, access to transportation, and my discomfort should be a sign to me that I need to work more on justice in that sphere. Um it doesn't work for me particularly as an actual criticism of social media. The world is too wide and wild and wonderful to ever get locked into a system like this. I mean, just for starters, the idea that we would all be on the same social network (sighs) instead of a raft of competing social networks is ludicrous. That we would all settle onto one social network as if, right? And the idea that we would all have phones that are sort of compatible with each other. Like that's also not happening. (laughs) Like, and I realize those sound like nitpicks, but I think that actually they're pretty central. If you're going to postulate a world where everything hinges on this one score, then when I see a fault in that axiom, then the whole thing kind of tumbles down for me. And, and we mentioned before, like, you don't see anybody disabled. You don't see anybody who doesn't have access to a phone. You don't see... Pretty much everyone at Naomi's wedding is white, which I think was very deliberate. Yeah, I think that too. And the guy who gets shut out of the office building is black. Yeah, I think also deliberate. I I like what you're saying about the capitalism stuff. I agree with you about that. I think it works, but my issue with it is that we never actually see anything about money, the way money works with the Meow Meow Beans. It's so, very confusing. So, like, for her, it's it's not like you, it's not like she's paying for her apartment in Meow Meow Beans. Right. Like, on Coffee Meets Bagel, right, you pay, <laughs> this is, you know, adventures in... This is a dating app, y'all. <laughs> adventures in being single, Brianna edition. It, on Coffee Meets Bagel, there are certain things that you can, like, 
you know, you can pay to jump to the front of the line so somebody sees you first, or you can pay to send somebody like virtual flowers or whatever. But you pay with those things in Meow Meow Beans. And you can buy Meow Meow Beans with money, or you can earn Meow Meow Beans by like logging on every day. It's not as if she is paying for her apartment in Meow Meow Beans. It is not as if Cherry Jones could not afford the experimental surgery for her husband because they did not have enough Meow Meow Beans. He was denied the bed in the ward because he wasn't enough of an influencer, not because they didn't have the money to pay for it. I think, so I think the issue is, yes, I agree with you that there is a lot to be said about capitalism and I want to get back to Cherry Jones in a second to put a pin in that, but I think there's a lot to be said about capitalism there, but it also is muddied for me because they're, they are sort of switching between Meow Meow Beans as social currency and Meow Meow Beans as real currency, in my opinion. So it it's muddied. Right. Like, I don't know how much she makes at this job. Yeah, that's very unclear. And I don't know how much this apartment in Placebo Boulevard is supposed to be. But we know that Meow Meow Beans have some kind of correlation to money because you can get a discount because you have enough of them. You can get to the head of the line at the, you know... Cancer treatment center. Cancer treatment center or the airport because you have enough of them. You can get on a flight because you have enough of them. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it doesn't have a clean analog in our world, certainly. And and not enough is made of the real way that they would interact. Because certainly, if you have essentially infinite resources money-wise, you're going to pay people to upvote you, right? I mean, that's yeah, just I mean, how it works. I, so that, yep. th- there's no way that they don't have a relationship with each other. And... It seems as if the the kind of job you can get might even be linked to how many Meow Meow Beans you have. So, you know, what does it all mean? I, I don't know. I mean, there is... Now, now, but you're kind of asking for it to be longer. Is that really what you want? No, 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 no. Definitely not. I mean, there is a little bit of truth to that. Like, in certain sectors of, of business, like, people do check to see, like, if you want to, I don't know, be a a digital marketing specialist or whatever, people will check your social media to see what your social media is like because it relates to the job that you want. Or people will, if you're trying to like, I don't know, because well, I more to the I point, I think, for instance, there are places where they'll check your criminal record. You know, there are places where your credit score might be part of your job application. That's a Mm -hmm. little bit more analogous to sort of this social credit score that they have. I mean, a lot of commentators have tied a a string between this episode of Black Mirror and the Chinese social credit score, which is a real thing. It's very similar to this, unfortunately. I mean, it's not about person-on-person interactions. It's about how the government views you. And it's very... That would have been more interesting! Yeah, it's very scary, it's very invasive, it's very real, and it is impacting the lives of these people in this, you know, huge populous country in a, in a potentially a very negative way. And I, I can't speak intelligently enough about it, but I would certainly encourage people to Google, you know, Chinese social credit score and kind of see any intelligent articles that might come up from like New Republic or Atlantic or something, you know, so an economist, like a reputable uh, publication. That would have been way more interesting. 
to me. Not the personal interactions, but like, how could this be twisted? Because like, I think we get that sort of like, social media is not real interactions and we're losing our humanity because we stare at screens all the time. But, you know, I, I, I get that. I don't need a, you know, hour long Bryce Dallas Howard situation to tell me that. But I think it would have been interesting to have sort of see that side of it. The other thing I thought would have been way more interesting is just make this Cherry Jones' story. Like, I liked Bryce Dallas Howard. I thought she did a good job. But she makes a point of saying that she doesn't have anything to lose yet. She's somebody who is just totally desperate for attention and but like only positive attention and only one kind of attention and maybe that's what the ending is supposed to be about like just whatever kind of attention you can get I don't know but she makes a point of saying that like she doesn't have anything to lose yet I don't know whether or not I should be rooting for her she's just she's so external everything is so external everything is so much like praise me or accept me or whatever and she it's so fake and I think Cherry Jones's story it, to me, is so much more compelling to have a woman, to see the arc of a woman who invested in this system and said, I'm all in and I'm going to like really work on my score. And then you think it's going to pay off. You think that when something bad happens in your life, you can use this score to help you jump the line or help you get better treatment for your your husband who's dying, right? I love the line where she says, like, cancer didn't care about my score. That is so true. I mean, of, of every, there are certain diseases, right, that do not quote unquote care. I mean, I know diseases aren't sentient in that way, but like there are certain things that certain circumstances or things that happen to people in life that it happens across the socioeconomic spectrum because the disease or the circumstance does not care how much money you have or how much status you have. So the problem is like Black Mirror would tell the exact story that Cherry Jones tells in the truck, which is not a story that I kind of want to watch. It's a little too on the nose. It makes a fine anecdote to tell in her truck. But it would have been more interesting to me if it was a Black Mirror episode where, as you said, everything that you just said, and then there's just nothing that can be done. That, But that's what I mean. That's oh, so what I not mean. that not that he loses his place in the experimental program because he's not scoring high enough. That's what I mean. That there is no experimental program. Oh, it's oh, just, oh, oh, oh. No, it's I see just what you're saying. that cancer is cancer. <laughs> and and there is no pancreatic cancer is one of the worst of them, right? Yeah. And and that there's just nothing to be done. And she just keeps thinking, well, surely that our high scores will save us, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he dies, and that's when she kind of just is like, Well, screw it. Yeah, it, the, my high score, his high score didn't save him. And so I'm just I don't care about the score anymore. So more than because I really feel like the whole he was a 4.3 in the bed went to a 4.4. Like that's just the hammer over the head that I don't particularly yeah, that need. gives her that gives her like the bitterness. Like, yeah, it's a, I think you're right. It's a little too on the nose. But I but everything she said before that of like, I five-starred every doctor. I five-starred every nurse, every tech. I went to every single thing. I was nice to everybody. I mean, and, and you can also, I mean, we've lived through this, but as a family, but like, you know, having a loved one going through cancer brings up all kinds of emotions. So you, maybe you can't be nice all the time, but maybe she feels like she has to be nice all the time because 
she ha- she can't be downvoted because she's so convinced that their, her high score is going to save them and her husband. And then, like you said, nothing can be done. Cancer doesn't care. He dies. And then she lets loose. And she has a more coherent... Oh, like, she lets loose on the doctors, too. That would she be great. Lets loose on, she goes, like, terms of endearment style on the doctors. And, like, that's what I would have wanted to see is something somebody with something to lose somebody with something that they're invested in and they care about other than their own image because i think that's the critique is like people are all wrapped up in the image but if 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 this really is if social currency really does have an impact on people's socioeconomic status then i would love to see what you're talking about which is it matters until it doesn't matter because there's literally nothing that can be done, right? Like Patrick Swayze, who had had arguably a lot of fame, a lot of money, a lot of a lot of acclaim, died of pancreatic cancer. Like it's a it's a bench that it, disease needs to be eradicated. Yeah, I mean, it is it is something. I think these kinds of illnesses. I, I think that's the kind of thing that I would love. I would have loved for them to have explored that more rather than like, I, like I said, I liked Bryce Dallas Howard, but it just wasn't, it, 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 it was like you said, a think piece. Whereas I think from, from a narrative arc perspective, seeing somebody who starts at the top and has everything and then does everything she can to keep, you know, what she really cares about. And then she learns that she cares about her husband more than she cares about the score. And then she loses her husband. And so she does not care about the score anymore. That would have been to me a much more interesting story to focus on. Probably would have made me cry. Me too. But <laughs> this like, did not I make wanna, me cry. That's the thing. I want to feel something. If, if I'm going to sit there for an hour and watch something, I don't want it to just, I don't want at the end to just be like, what is happening? Which is actually how I felt. I was like, what is this? I mean, at the end, one of the, one of the worst indictments I can make of this narratively is that at the end of this, I'm just thinking to myself, sorry, does anyone actually even know she's in jail? That's what I thought. Does anyone care? What does it matter that she's not going to show up for work? Is her brother going to notice that she's gone? That's I thought of her brother right away. Is her company going to suffer? How long is she going to be in there? What's going to happen when she gets out? Does she get out? What is going on? Like, as opposed to sort of the more simple arc that we're talking about in this imaginary Cherry Jones episode that we've written that I guess we have to call Placebo Boulevard. (laughs) (laughs) Which would work because, you know, you get placebos when you're getting, oh my God, it's all coming together. (laughs) As opposed to that where, you know, she kind of just rides off into the sunset free and we know exactly who cares about her, which I assume it would be her kids, who we did see pictures of, right? Yeah, yeah. We know who cares about her. We know that they know that she's free and that she has lost the only thing that, you know, would bring her back sort of from the brink on this. Mm-hmm. And we have no questions. We have only the certainty that she did exactly what was in her heart. And yeah. that's how she's living. She's 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 YOLOing all over the place. <laughs> And it comes, that comes after an emotional catharsis that we can relate to and feels real. Whereas this sort of unhinged speech that she gives at the wedding, Bryce Dallas God, I wish that speech was better. Me too. I was like. It's, oh, it's so painful. She, she 
is she has moments. There are moments where she says, like, I try to get her to talk about things like climate change, but she didn't want to talk about that. I was like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how there's at an intellectual level, the Instagramification, sorry, of our whole lives is is sapping away the the bigger questions or the intellectual conversations that we should be having or you know everything's boiled down to a soundbite and so we can't have like more nuanced conversations or whatever like let's talk about that or let's talk about the fact that like she's not really your friend but like in a coherent way let's talk about that i wanted that speech to be her emotional catharsis but at the I wanted, end, yes i wanted it to be a searing indictment of meow meow beans culture yes but at the end when she's being dragged away She's, she's screaming, I love you, Nene, I love you. Which is like, I don't understand. It's To me, like when they start handcuffing her or whatever. It's I think, like the end of the, the yellow wallpaper. I, I <laughs> don't know. We, the yellow wallpaper, like the very famous seminal feminist short story by Charlotte Perkins Gilman. I'm, I'm about so the sorry. woman who's locked. Really? Okay. It's about a woman who is deemed to be hysterical because she like can think and speak for herself and write for herself and is locked in an attic by her husband cool, and cool, she cool. halluc yeah well <laughs> was the fashion in the Victorian era and she hallucinates like a woman creeping around in the yellow wallpaper and at the end she goes completely mad and that's what it reminded me of you know, when 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 Lacey's being dragged away, it reminds me of sort of the end of the yellow wallpaper. But that's, you know, that story in and of itself is a searing indictment of how we treat we treated women with, you know, various mental illnesses or even just women who wanted to exist in a sphere other than the one that they were supposed to exist in. Whereas how, this, how dare they? Whereas the, that Bryce Dallas Howard's speech doesn't kind of it's not coherent enough to be an indictment of maybe toxic female friendships or something it's not coherent enough for that yeah yeah you want it to be that i wanted it to be i wanted it to be she's either got to attack i mean to make it effective she's either got to attack naomi or she's got to attack the system and she really does neither effectively yeah i i totally agree it's I, I wanted her to have more of a back a moment, moment of power that yeah. she steals from these high fours and and maybe that's why she's so like riled up when she gets put away because like she knows she's stuck into them but as it stands now I I just <sighs> this was a tough one for me <laughs> this was just tough all around. Would you rather watch Made in America again? Oh, what? <laughs> but at least Whoopi Goldberg is funny. At least, like... Oh, yeah, it's infinitely more enjoyable than this. It's funny. It's like, I'd rather watch something funny. Or... or Of course. Or if I'm We're gonna humans. Wa- right. Or if I'm gonna... But if I'm gonna watch something that's... Like, I watched uh, the Netflix movie recently, Anon. Don't watch it. Uh, okay. I think it you would not enjoy it, but... They have the same kind of facial recognition thing where it tells you, but instead of telling you Meow Meow Bean scores, it tells you like everything about the person. And okay. that too was a movie that was like very, took itself very seriously and ended up being completely unsatisfying in how they handled 
like the story and how this technology was being used for different reasons. But I was just like, why does Netflix make things that look beautiful, but like the substance doesn't quite add up? But you said you were going to have a magical realism recommendation for us. Oh, yes. If you're really super in on like magical realism, that's also about the economy and all these kinds of big questions. I saw Sorry to Bother You last weekend and... It was the most bonkers thing I've ever seen, but I'm still thinking about it, and it's really interesting, and I'm really glad it got made. And there are some really interesting explorations of capitalism and what it means to be part of sort of the the elite uh, or the you know upper crust and what people do to protect that and how do you get there? And also like, I mean, I'm not being very articulate about it, but it's just the way that they present all of this stuff is so fan- fantastical and outlandish. Like it, it blows me beans out of the water. Some of the things that they do, but it also feels really real and relatable at points. And I think a lot of the characters in are in, who are in it are great. Tessa Thompson's earrings are to die for and, oh, I love Tessa Thompson. And I am sort of shocked that this movie got made, but I'm so, so glad it did. And I mean, I'm like a white person, so I'm probably not the best person to talk about this movie. But I just, I thought it was really, really thought provoking and super weird, but really cool. And if you are interested in kind of these larger questions about socioeconomic status and also in the movie they talk about race which wasn't talked about in in black this black mirror episode and art and commerce and all these different kinds of things i would go see sorry to bother you i already made my recommendations in lieu of this but i would make them again which is watch community actually watch tons of community you don't have to restrict yourself to the meow meow beans episode but it's a good one and uh watch the uh uss McAllister episode of black mirror i'm gonna in do fact that. i specifically am telling you to watch not tonight but <laughs> you yeah. watch that i want to hear what you have to say about that I episode of black that. mirror i will do that i will do that next week is brooklyn 99 uh we haven't nailed down the episodes yet but we will uh post on twitter which exact episodes we're gonna do we'll, yeah. we'll nail that down soon can i just one last brooklyn 99 thing so i was in order to pick episodes i found this article about like the best Brooklyn Nine-Nine episodes if you're trying to jump in and one of them was they had clips and one of them was the uh apparently the Nine-Nine precinct has (laughs) a rivalry with the MTA over a like choral singing competition I don't know it's a it's a weird show but at the end of it the people at the MTA are like all right MTA let's hit the rails or the bus both great ways to get around the city. And I like cackled because I live here. And I was just like, that's so, that's just so perfect that the, like just a little nod to the MTA and like them just like pushing public transit. It made, it made me laugh anyway. I'm sorry, but it made me laugh a lot. Well, I'm happy to watch that. And I I spent a lot of competitions. (laughs) I I like the MTA. I spent a lot of time on public buses today, so I'm in a bus kind of a mood, too. Um, Excellent. Yes. So, yeah, I'm excited for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it should be all fun, really. Just a joy. 
Yeah, in stark contrast to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, you know what? Until next time, I'm going to be thinking of an excuse for us to watch Community. We'll see you later, Ding Dongs. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door.